and welcome back to part two of the Playing With Power podcast about issue 38, uh, July of 1992. Uh, we are doing uh, Street Fighter 2 as the cover game this month, and um, I'm joined back again. Uh, I'm John, and I'm being joined by Mike. Hello. And Brandon. Uh, Brandon's here in spirit. Let's go with that. <laughs> There he is. Hey guys. All right. Um, and uh, we've covered. What am I talking? I said hey. Oh no. Yeah, we'll just pretend we understand what he's saying. Yeah, Brandon's here. The ghost of Brandon is here, or something. Anyway. <laughs> uh, What's my... it like on the other side of the oh, void, Brandon? <laughs> How's how cool is Patrick Swayze? <laughs> I can yeah, hear you guys perfectly clear. You're a little there, so it's okay. We'll, we'll get we'll get it all set up. But um, we're on to the second comic of the issue here, uh, the Super Mario uh, comic, and uh, Super Mario Adventures. Here we get to see Princess Peach in her gender bender Luigi <laughs> cosplay, uh, look look looking sexy as ever. I mean, th- there's nothing this lady can do that makes oh, her yeah, look buddy. less than perfect. Her hair is amazing. Her eyes are always full of determination and anger and grit. And she rocks those overalls. Even when she's holding a bomb, it's just like, hey, baby, I know you're holding the key to our imminent destruction in your hand, but how you yep. doing? But uh, behind her is uh, friendly Floyd just shaking and quivering. <laughs> Still not opening his eyes, though. <laughs> yeah, stand, standing behind his product, because if he stands in front of it, he'll die. Eyes closed. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Eyes wide closed. <laughs> and then we get to see this, the Koopa Troopas are all horrified to see Princess Peach. And then she says, free Mario or get blown to bits. Oh, I'd, I'd, let, I'd let Princess blow something, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd say, what? Two of them? Am I seeing double? Double trouble? Which one is real? And then Luigi throws off the mask and he's sticking his tongue out like... <laughs> And then the Koopas are pissed off, saying, Someone pulled the old switcheroo! But then Princess Peach, being the take-charge alpha bitch that she is, yeah. strikes a match and says, Keep back, Brat Pack, or it's bombs away! She's Mario's uh, bottom bitch. Ugh, I think Mario's the bottom bitch in this one. She's too take-charge. <laughs> I mean, she don't fuck around. Yeah, There's but no, bottom, bitch, yeah, just like, I think bottom so. bitch is like your top bitch. Like, yeah. uh, Do you remember that Star Perfect episode? No, it's all right. Never mind, so... Uh, Wendy Koopa says you're you're bluffing. You'll go down, or should I say up with the rest of us if you like that <laughs> fuse? I uh, go ahead. What are you waiting for? And uh, so the Luigi tiptoes. Yeah, Luigi yeah, tiptoes over to Roy, grabs the keys, and for the first time we get to see Roy's eyes, and he's like, "My keys, you princess impersonator!" And then Luigi does the typical Luigi bounce, but Luigi gets more air than Mario, so he hits the ceiling. Luigi's. <laughs> Even in the heels. Yeah, Luigi's got the heels on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luigi's even wearing heels. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so and the frilly uh, undies. He's got uh, the un- he's got the yeah, blouse. Yeah, he really the- he really committed to the uh, to the subterfuge here. So uh, the the Luigi the Luigi upskirt oh, yeah. photo here is priceless. Wait, 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 boys, boys. So we've got a real dilemma on our hands, though, that we got to sort out. Is Luigi wearing Luigi's panties that happen to be girl panties and didn't bother switching? 
Or is Luigi's dick and balls now riding all up in Princess Peach's panties? I would say it's Princess Peach's underwear, but... But just don't think too like, much about it. That's probably the better way. I think, I think when he was getting her, her, her dress off to wear it, he, he, went full, he went full Luigi and just decided, well, if I'm going to see her naked, I might as well get to feel, I might as well get to have some genital to genital contact through a fabric intermediary. Oh, the Jesus full feeling. <laughs> I will. I will say some oh, of those are God. some of those are oddly comfort Jesus. comfortable. Uh, you know. See, I was honestly thinking. Yeah, maybe Louise is just like, eh, what do you know? It's a uh, it's a comfort huh. thing. <laughs> Either way, he drops the keys. Commander Toad in his puffy afro wig snags the keys. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. Man, it's on such like a lag or something. I don't know what's going on, but. Yep, nails it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got editing to do. So Roy says, "Come back here, you shrimpy shroom." Toad takes off with his wheeze. Then he goes. Then he <coughs> says, "Go along, Yoshter." And then Yoshi snakes the keys with his tongue and says, "Yoshi!" Wow, with a mouthful of keys. And then he just runs all over the palace, knocking the Koopa kids for a loop. Mm. It's like chaos and pandemonium here. There's a lot of really Koopas cool stuff. Yeah, they're they're, he- they're running into each other, headbutting each other, like. He, He's like, running over one of them, knocking yeah. one up, upside down, spinning another yeah. one. Yeah. Runs I mean, over. Yoshi is the master of chaos yep. here. Yep. So they and say. And he chases them through. Uh, they say, you're getting on my nerves. He runs, he, runs, he runs past a pillar. And then we get to see Luigi got the handoff. And then he takes up to Mario, Mario's cell. And then he's fiddling around with the keys. And I don't know, like, again, there's so many keys, but so little time. So who knows what what those other keys are for? There's only one jail cell. But then uh, Yoshi pulls a sharp, <laughs> a very sharp, like a 90-degree mm-hmm. left turn. Mm-hmm. And the two Koopa kids chasing him. Yoshi pulls right a Tron. The- yeah. That's a straight-up Tron yeah. move. <laughs> He's got the light cycle going on. And then the two kids, <laughs> oh, the, I love the fact that, like, the, they even have like cracked wall paint yeah. on the floor on the their faces. Here, the art here is pretty good. They did they did good work. So yeah, the art is just fantastic. Even friendly Floyd is uh, capitalizing on an opportunity, going, "Oh, not to worry. I have a special rate on Copa Crisis kits. My price is low, low, low." And the two <laughs> kids are happy to hear from him. But Peach is, uh, is you know, she's ber- got shit. To- <laughs> she's berating him. Stop the sales sales pitch, Floyd. So. Uh, and then and Wendy then, Koopa gets up. She's angry at, uh, at Yoshi. Says that dippy dinosaur. She trips him as he runs by, and Yoshi goes crashing into Peach and Floyd. Uh, and uh, so uh, Wendy pulls down a, um, a like sort of tassel on the end of a long rope, and a bunch of uh, thwomps come falling out of the ceiling, uh, right at uh, Yoshi, uh, Peach, and Floyd, and uh, Toad as well. So uh, right but at that then point, Luigi. Yeah. Yeah, then Luigi snags the key, gets the lock open, and he goes, even Houdini couldn't break out all these locks. So mm-hmm. I guess all the keys are for the different ways that they've uh, chained them down. Mm-hmm. And then Wendy says, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to go back. You totally missed. You, the, like, they made the best pun there. You're a free <laughs> man. Well, yeah, he said, I did it. You're a free man. And then. Uh, That's, you know, like a perfect one up reference. Uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So then Wendy says, behind door number two, and then we get to see a, uh, 
bunch a of the, group the, of the, the, the football uh, Koopa guys come running out of a, oh, out of the wall right at uh, the group. <laughs> yeah, she says, "Charge him, Chucks! Show no mercy!" And I get to see Yo, uh, get to see Yoshi, Princess, and Floyd like pushing their way through the swamps. I mean, that they survived in the first place just shows how friggin' yeah. gritty they are. So and then Peach uh, says, "You Peach, blitz and yeah. I'll bum. <laughs> I mean it." And she's just like so damn authoritative. She goes, "Your princess pedestal will be." Co-. Wendy says. She calls her bluff, saying your princess pedestal will be Koopa Kindling. A small price to pay to kick your Koopa Keisters. So I gotta love the uh, the obliterate I gotta love the alliteration here. Yeah, and so when he says you're bluffing, and then there's an awesome panel that looks like very Jap anime style with Princess Peach like smiling, uh, saying like my my sacrifice will be <laughs> worth it and is always good will triumph over cruel Koopadom. And uh, so Wendy responds back in typical anime style with tears flowing outside of her eyes. You'll be off your royal rocker. Um, and then out of nowhere, Mario comes gallivanting in, charging in with uh, transvestite Luigi at his hip um, <laughs> uh, to save the day, saying, To the rescue, even the chains can't hold back Mighty Mario. Uh, it's kind of cut off here on the scan, but um, the battle sort of continues with Wendy. Yeah, uh, Wendy grabs one more tassel. Three, two, one, down the hatch, and the, the entire floor, floor drops out. Yeah, <laughs> see you next, see you next fall. <laughs> <laughs> and so they come falling down into the next level, uh, flood like landing on the on the floor. Mario says, "Princess, are you okay?" Uh, Luigi, transvestite Luigi says, "Where are we?" And he turns around. Princess Peach is grabbing her butt, which uh, I just have to say because Princess Peach is grabbing her butt. Mm-hmm. And and uh, then we get to meet the Resners. Yeah, they turn around, and his face uh, goes into a state of shock, says, oh no, and the trend- there's, there's the, the Resners rolling at them, the, uh, the, uh, the wheel of flame-spitting Triceratops come, are, are, uh, coming, coming their way. So, um, and one of those fireballs passes by Peach, lighting the fuse to the bomb, and that's when she finally... <laughs> She finally gets to light that damn bomb, although this time not of her own free will. Right. And the base of the Koopa Castle gets blown to smithereens, and we see the top half crumbling down, while Mario and the uh, the rest of the gang are all covered in char, f- being flown into the air, saying, "This is it." <laughs> to be continued. The the top of the the minaret for the castle or whatever, the, or the the tower is very phallic as it falls down. <laughs> Uh, there, so I love but, the fact that the castle has a bow on it. Like every piece of art in this is, yeah, this cute, is very consistent. well done. Very yeah. amazing. I mean, I don't, I don't think I often tell people to actually go check stuff out, but um, it, this is worth downloading um, the issue for uh, these these Mario comics, uh, especially they really brought like some really excellent artwork uh, through. Um, for these for these pieces, the last couple uh, last couple issues especially. So, I was kind of skeptical about them phasing them in. I kind of felt like kind of filler, but to be honest, the story is pretty interesting and the artwork is really uh, pretty excellent, especially for like a throw into a magazine. So, uh, Nintendo kind of went above and beyond with these ones, I'd say. So, yep. Yeah, now I get to Counselor's Corner with uh, Chad Lichen. Yeah, Chad's, li- Chad's liking Mega Man 4. <laughs> so uh, there's a tip here. How do we get to the wire? 
download where it. Do I, where do I get to the wire? Yeah, do definitely do yourself a favor. Download it. It's the best so, uh, TV show I think I've ever seen. That's for sure. It's amazing. So, um, but uh, you can you'll find the wire in the dive man stage after feeding the second mechanized whale. Watch out uh, once you once you uh, go down to the floor. Uh, the uh, you'll find the wire which acts like a grappling hook. At the, uh, on the ceiling, so um, that is sweet. Yeah, so we have some super schools and ghost tips from Steve Bolander. Who, if he wasn't in some '80s, you know, cover band, I'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, some tips on getting the bracelet and how to defeating the the final Red Emperor. So that's pretty helpful there. Uh, yeah, because this is like a, a real kick in the nuts for ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> When you defeat the Red Emperor, you find out that only to defeat the true Red Emperor, you need to uh, you need the Goddess Bracelet, and no amount of care or uh, preparation will do because you have to start the game over again. Oh, really? Yeah. It says right here, there is no way to get the bracelet during your first trip, and you have to start over at the beginning. You find the bracelet in the treasure chest in any of the stages, since the treasure chest items appear in a predictable pattern that resets each time Arthur is hit or begins the game with the steel armor, you can judge which treasure chest contains which item. The sun shield is in the fourth chest in the order of items. The bracelet is in the fifth chest. So, and then when you face the final emperor, you uh, get to fight goblins and like a demon thing. I like the fact that they have like two faces it's like, well, hit him in the face. Which one? Huh. But uh, the game looks fun. Then there's Lagoon, which I've never, ever played this game, but it looks good. Uh, that's done by Scott hold on Williams, for a sec. Like, just, just look at the way he's aping for that cameras. Oh. Sorry. I was going to say something about the last boss on... Uh... What's it called? But then I figured that might be too much of a spoiler. So Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, it looks familiar. He does look a little familiar. It just <laughs> it just all clicked into me at the same time. <laughs> Alright. So, um on to Lagoon like you were saying. Yeah. Looks the artistic style for that game looks really interesting. I don't remember it, but Me neither. And I'm a Super Nintendo RPG fanatic and I've never ever heard of this game, and now I must. I must play it. <laughs> so and then we get. I to played see a fucking terrible game that looks a lot like this. A game. That and I wonder. I gotta go look up the name of it again, but I wonder if it's like a sequel or something. Mm. Hmm. And there's some uh, some a map for Sword of Hope on the Game Boy, which if you're playing whatever that game is from how it looks, God help you, because yeah, this looks awful. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so there's no, a tech. Te- we didn't make fun of any of the counselors either. Nah, they're all pretty standard. Uh, yeah, they're all too I did make, I made fun of Steve a little bit for being looking like a cover band guy, but the other ones are yeah. all. Yeah, Steve yeah, Scott Williams. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like Ray Ramon if he had uh, long yeah. hair. Scott Williams. It looks like he's got uh, like Angelina Jolie lips. I don't know why like, he just doesn't way too use big. two T's in his name, though. That's kind of concerning. Oh, yeah. Because his, than... his parents call him Scoat. <laughs> other than that, uh, and Kevin Kim, uh, you know. 
good for you, Kevin. You made the magazine. So uh, we yeah. have a digital uh, technology, digital power technology <laughs> update about all, about all the stuff that's going on um, with programming the Super Nintendo games and how, how games are kind of hitting... Um, what they're calling photorealism, but uh, really, obviously, Super Nintendo really wasn't at that level. But compared with where things were the generation before, they're they're not they're not wrong. That a lot of the uh, the way the fact is... that they could the fact that they could put a picture in mm-hmm. the game was was the big technical achievement. It's like we can import an actual JPEG now, right? So, um. I don't remember any. I don't know what this Kawasaki Caribbean Challenge thing is, but I guess there must be some motorcycle Car- uh, Caribbean racing game and uh, the research that they did. Yeah, you um, think they would show what the scan looks like after they take a picture of it. I don't. But uh, then they also show like a model Ferrari that was photographed, digitized, and then reconstructed using an editing program. Right. Oh, and then they show for Out of This World when they take uh, pictures in real life. So it shows like a guy holding a gun. Then it yeah, shows the, gun. the yeah, in-game it, it, engine of that image being scanned in. So, yeah, out of this that's really is definitely, cool. It's a technological deviation from the way the rest of the games of that time were made. Right, and look at the pull-top can on the old soda can. So if you want to see what the old uh, pull-tab soda cans would look like, uh, page 76, you can you can take a look there. Or, you know, just oh, use yeah. the internet like everyone else. <laughs> So, and then uh, I do remember... Back when there was, like, massive campaigns about not throwing your pop tabs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, so the next page on... This lag is terrible. Gosh. Yeah. Um, So the next... The next page, uh, there's a shot from the Gulf War briefing, which I remember that game being pretty photoreal. Um, and then there's you know some some sort of shots of the WrestleMania stars and 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 what they're pres- they're pushing. As uh, you're forgetting as- the most important thing. We get to see a picture of Vanna White, and they also got to use Vanna's voice in the game. Yeah, which is she has a voice. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh. just a lot of stuff in here about sort of what they're doing as far as changing the way games are made. Uh, Definitely, if that's if you're interested in sort of how how things changed as this new generation rolled in, this is something you probably want to download and look at because it's pretty interesting. Uh, they also have a lot of stuff here on the NCAA basketball game, um, which really did. You can see just like a lot of the games that had been up to this point were a lot of two on two sort of things like this. This is a full rendered 3D court of players all playing at once. Like it really did. Um, was kind of a generational leap, basket, uh, ba- you know, basketball game wise. So um, definitely some stuff here that's worth checking out, though, if you're interested in sort of you know how the technology changed as the Super Nintendo like rolled onto the scene um, as far as making the games and, and and the content and all that stuff. So um, the next game is definitely down your two gentlemen's alleys. So now we start Magic Sword, and it seems to be a uh, Golden Sun or Golden Axe type game where you just choose an assortment of characters and you collect keys and potions. You chop up enemies and yeah, you like blow stuff up. If you're gonna sell me on a game of this genre, like this is how you sell me. <laughs> this coverage is awesome. There's like all these different. You know, profiles of the different characters like there's an Amazon, a ninja, a knight, a wizard a cleric, a thief there's like a liz- something called a lizard man which I don't even know what that is, it makes me want to play it so fucking bad though, like 
<laughs> so yeah, it does it definitely looks like a sort of a dungeon crawler, um, but not in an RPG sense, more of a in a uh, hack and slash uh, kind of sense. Um, well, uh, I just checked oh, out the thief. I'm totally yeah, in. I just checked out the lizard man. Uh, apparently, t- oh, to get shit. him on your team, he has superior street speed, strength, and attack power. But you have to bribe him with a diamond ring to become your ally. Then um, after that, then you can just tank through this fucking game. The rest <laughs> of everyone else seems to be uh, balanced, like the ninja who is uh, fast but not powerful. And just like the Amazon, she is swift but lacking in power. And you like, get like, like all women. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you find some really cool enemies like the Manticore. Yeah, look at that. And then- yeah, that guy looks this, cool. And the big man, I guess, is one of the first guys you get. That guy, or you start with the warrior, it looks like, and then you get the big man. That guy's just a giant hulk of a... He's got that double-sided axe, throwing axe thing going on. I don't know. Whatever. Whoa, that is cool yeah. as fuck. Like, that looks dangerous as hell, place. but it looks awesome at the same time. <laughs> it's like... Nah, man, I've been at work, and I've been wishing to have a knife like that before. <laughs> Like holding two knives like that in your hand, and you're just like the power. <laughs> oh, it's infatuating. I just want to get up some duct tape and like do it, but I know I'll get in trouble. <laughs> well, you you're, can, like, you're like the Gemini knife. The day you get fired, you should. Yes, the Gemini. The day you get fired, you know you can uh, <laughs> go out with a. Oh man, I got fired today, guys. I'm unemployed oh, again. Wow. Technically, no, no, no. It's a good thing. It's the end of the season. I get fired. I'm like a moth. I get fired, and then I come back as a pretty little caterpillar. <laughs> that's, that's how that works, right? That's that's how that works. We're we're not we're not editing that. <laughs> Brandon, a, product, uh, a vindication of the Canadian education system. Moths. <laughs> I actually found a caterpillar the other day on my way to work, and I carried him all the damn way, which is like an hour and a half walk. And then when I got there, I did some research on him. And he's an adorable woolly bear caterpillar. He's going to grow up to be an Eliza tiger moth. And I think he's adorable. And I love him. And this is a shout out to him. Hi, Harrison. <laughs> You're deep in this. You, keep, you kept him? And named him Harrison. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. No, well, I, 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 I set him That's, free. This is, what ha- Good. After <laughs> this is what happens when Brandon takes a bong rip before he records. <laughs> he goes out in a dog's No, that's, that's a genuine walk. <laughs> that was just my walk towards you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Um, I think I genuinely scared the construction people because it's not like I walked up with a bug in my arm. Like, I have a bug. (laughs) I was like, I walked up to these people and I'm like, hey, which side of the path is safest to walk on? Also, this is my friend Harrison. (laughs) And they were all just like looking at me like, that was way too articulate for you to be special. (laughs) So you planned on saying that when you walked up to us. That's fucked up, man. It was too That's good. what they actually said. But anyway, That's I digress. They actually said that. No, no, no. But like the face, the face that they were making was just like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. I don't know is what's this person to, insane or am I hallucinating? Or are they just flat out camera? special? <laughs> yeah. Um. So but anyway, I digress. About magic sword, which is such a terrible name. It's just so generic. Um. But the coverage here is really helpful. If you're going to play this game, there's a lot of charts here that the diff- about what the different stages are and, and the different areas. So um, definitely worth your time to check this out. The back of the the back of the uh, the poster for sure has like charts for it looks like about a dozen or and a half maybe uh, stages. So um, yeah, yeah if, crazy. You're, if, 
if you're going to try and, and take this game on, definitely go download um, the uh, the issue because there's a lot in here that sort of gives you um, tips for how to you know attack the game. Um, and if you're into if you're into that like sort of medieval dungeon dungeon crawler uh, super NES era uh, type games, I I've never I don't remember this game so like it's definitely one that like. I think probably influenced a lot of later games, and uh, looking at it would probably be worth your time. Like it could be a fun, like sort of diamond in the rough to kind yeah, of. It's a good six. Yeah, good sixteen-bit hack and slash game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, anything and, else you guys have to say about it? Uh, well, I think we can just skip the next game. Uh, <laughs> well, we got the poster. Uh, wing, yeah, it's wings pretty cool. Two aces high. We've got like sort of a. Uh, Red Baron versus uh, someone British, <laughs> I don't know, uh, or French, I don't know what, uh, but you got sort of a World War One biplane uh, battle. Dog yeah, fight. Yeah, dog going fight on. Uh, going on. Uh, you know, sort of interesting. Again, in this run of posters that I don't think I would particularly want this on my wall, though. I, I don't know why they don't. Mm, yeah. They should just stick with some, you know, Zelda and Mario and. You know, even Formula, you know, Star Fox, Formula One, you know, or no, F, Formula One, uh, F Zero, you know, stick with your your A list content for the posters, guys. I don't, I don't think I really need to care that much about Wings Two Aces High, but there is there is one kid out there, John, that was so happy when he opened up this issue, mm. <laughs> and he was like, Aces High, this is my shit. <laughs> so speaking of being super happy, we have. Oh boy! An epic, amazing, all-time great game that uh, we know we were going to talk about because we talked about it on the cover. But Street Fighter II: The World Warrior. Uh, so, um, I never heard of the original Street Fighter, but uh, it turns out it only came out on the arcade. Uh, no, there was an NES. I think yeah. there was an NES for Street Fighter. No, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, um, and it says platform. Arcade, Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, which sounds like a ballistic missile, Commodore 64. CBC sounds like a drug. Well, Commodore 64, <laughs> fine. It was out on Commodore 64. Then. DOS, PC Engine, Turbo Graphics, CD, Wii Virtual Console, Xbox, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Portable. Okay. So it would never got a Nintendo release, or yep. So that's why well, we didn't, I didn't know about it. The original Street Fighter, the only only a few characters carry over, basically Ken and Ryu, and I think maybe Honda. But um, really, I mean, from all intents and purposes, this is the point where the game, hit, you know, hit that mainstream vein. Uh, Street Fighter Two. It still might be the best, you know, console fighting game of all time. Uh, oh, and it turns out that the final boss for Street Fighter, the first game, was Sagat. Yep, and um, this game, like, obviously, it was a port uh, from the arcade onto the Super Nintendo, but what's really notable about the fact that they did that was that this is almost a perfect port. Like, a, a lot of the arcade games, they would really lose a lot in the translation, but, um, I mean, yes, obviously the arcade was very crisp, and, and you got the, you know, the control stick and, and all the stuff that really helps you with the arcade, uh, you know, wise uh, control and all that, but the graphics here are the sprite work, you know, everything, it all translated very, very well from the arcade to the home machine here. And, I mean, Street Fighter 2, it, 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 I mean, it might be the perfect, 
you know, way to bring fighting. It, it seriously launched this genre of, of, of games into the mainstream. Like, I don't think anybody that grew up around this time didn't at least play, um, a, a, you know, a little bit of this game. I, 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 it would be, I don't know how you, how you get through this era without, without giving it, um, at least a go. And, and I'll say, I'll be first to admit, I'm not a big, you know, fighting game guy, but, um, even, 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 you know, with that, uh, this game still, uh, you know, occupied quite a few hours of my time, you know, playing games when I was younger. So, uh, Mike, you said you've actually beat the game. Which which characters uh, did you beat the game with? I used uh, Blanca. Okay. Of course you did. Of course you want the green Brazilian Hulk troll or whatever the hell he is, but. <laughs> No, he wants the dude that just goes berserk and yeah. just barrel rolls at somebody without getting any danger. <laughs> I like the idea that I could just like turtle up and just bzzz, generate this electric aura around me. So anytime they punch me, bzzz, and so, if they stop, and if they learn their lesson and stop coming near me, then I do that berserk barrel roll thing. When you're playing uh, your friends, you can select from pretty much anyone in in the in the rotation, right? Even some of the enemies. But the way the career mode works for this game, you start with one of the eight fighters. So we have Guile, um, which is like the uh, U.S. soldier. Uh, I don't really remember too many people playing as Guile uh, back in the day. Uh, but we have uh, Ken and Ryu, which are mirror images of each other. They're sort of the kung fu um, technique guys. Um, they're, they literally have the exact same movesets as each other. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Uh, but... You also have Chun Li and her massive thighs. <laughs> yep. uh, Zangief, uh, the Soviet bear wrestler, as a as a, a tank. Uh, e Honda is the uh, sumo wrestler with the very fast uh, hand attacks. Um, Blanco, yep. which is like like um, uh, Brandon was saying, the beast mode, uh, Brazilian green Hulk, f- you know, furball, whatever he is. I think uh, I think you missed Ryu. Well, I was saying Ryu Unless and, and Ken are the same, like. They're really. Oh yeah, yeah sorry. I had a small fine. stroke there. Um, and then Dalzim, which was he's the most interesting character to play as, in my opinion, because he's got such strange like defensive moves. Um, he's got yoga. His arms extend. He's like kind of uh, like a freaky um, shaman, yeah. kind of in- Indian shaman kind of look. He has skulls around his neck. Um, basically, I knew whenever I was playing in the arcade and someone came, someone would start using Dalzim, I was going to get fucked up because anybody that could figure out how to play that character is going to mess my world up. Um, e Honda's pretty uh, pretty wicked too when he gets in front of you with that friggin' hundred bitch slap move. Yeah, God. And um, Chun Li too. If if someone knows what they're doing with Chun, I mean, that's sort of actually one of the things about the game, like. If you know how to counter the weaknesses of the respective characters, you can you can play a lot. Like, so like let's say like in the Chun Li thing, like if you're playing um, against Chun Li, it's saying to counter Chun Li's speed, your character must quickly anticipate her moves and act accordingly. You should try to attack when she's in the air, so move away from her when she jumps. Don't even think of confronting her when the lightning kick is in effect. So like that's the kind of stuff I wouldn't have figured out like just on my own. So definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Coverage in this game is perfect because it tells you the moves that each character can do as well as how to play Counter. with them yes. and against them. Well, that's sort of new. I don't remember them doing that for a fighting game, going in and sort of laying out like how to approach fighting 
someone that's using this character or just fighting them in the game. So the way it works though is if you pick one of the the career mode at least when you're not you know playing just versus versus your friends, um, you pick one of the seven or one of the eight fighters and you have to then go fight through the remaining seven. Um, if you beat them, then you have to go through the uh, there's four. Um, elite champions that you then have to take on. Uh, Balrog, which, oddly enough, in the Japanese version of the game, was called M. Bison. <laughs> but they were <laughs> they were worried about yep. uh, getting sued by Mike Tyson for name similarity, because Balrog's basically a, a, a boxer in Las Vegas that looks a lot like Iron Mike. Uh, if only, if only, yep, if he only sure Ben does. was here to, you know, invite his neighbor over. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I need to sue someone for copyright infringement. Yeah, I'm gonna sue the oblivion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bl- Bolivia, Bolivia, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you to Bolivia. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's the first uh, um, sort of elite boss that you have to beat, and then um, then you take on Vega, which is super fucking creepy, uh, like slender boss with giant like um, Wolverine hooks on his hands. Um, and Vega has a really interesting move that no one else has in the game. Once you get him to below half health, he can actually uh, jump onto the wall, like onto the onto the chain link fence that's behind uh, the battle. And uh, you can't attack him when he's on that, so you have to like wait for him to jump off and like avoid his attack. So Vega slashes really low. It's it's very interesting boss. Um, you know, sort of challenges you to like adapt uh, to fighting him. Uh, and then we also have. Uh, Sagat, which was, as Mike said, the uh, the boss from the original Street Fighter game. Uh, you, he's a, uh, a t- you battle him in Thailand. Uh, he's a uh, um, like a Thai kickboxing champion. Uh, you have to fight him, and then they don't have it here. But once you beat uh, Sagat, you then have to go take on M Bison uh, in in Thailand again, in a different arena from Sagat. Uh, so, and then if you're able to do that. It gives you a cutscene for the respective champion that you've used to learn more about their their backstory and things like that. So, uh, obviously, if you're interested in that and you don't really want to go through all the work, just go watch. I'm sure they're all on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, back in, the, uh, yeah. If you don't know anything about this, just watch Street Fighter the movie. It'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know. Uh, that terrible, terrible, terrible movie. The uh, there were a few there were a few good anime movies that came out, um, and there's like the Japanese TV show was pretty solid too. But the American the American movie and the John claude Van Damme movie—I'm uh, uh, not going to put them in the uh, pantheon of good video game-related content, unfortunately. But that does tell you something. I mean, think about that. We had uh, from this game, we've had you know what seven or eight sequels spawn from it, two movies, two TV shows. Um, just the the influence of this game um, on the culture of gaming, even just it re- you really can't undermine just how much this stormed onto the scene and sort of just defined um, sort of that the next generation of fighting games. Everything's just very well balanced. Like, uh, there's no character that you can just, you know, yes, there are some characters that, you know, that the pro players tend to use and things like that. But in general, like, if you're playing your friends and neither of you are, you know, gaming savants, like, you can use characters that will have traits that will counter anyone in the game. Like, they really did balance this pretty well for 
considering uh, it was before the day, days of you know nerfing and, and adjusting characters via internet updates and like and, and things like that. Like it's still competitive and still playable at this day um, in the form that they released it at in 1992. So when you really think about that, that's that's I mean it's almost a 25 year anniversary at this point, and that's pretty impressive uh, that they were able to make a game that uh, still stands stands up well, um, you know, play control and sort of, uh, you know, fighting um, balance dynamic wise. So, uh, anything you guys want to talk about as far as with Street Fighter? Any, anything you remember? Anything along those lines? Uh, mm. nope. Mike, go ahead. No? Me done. <laughs> I didn't play the game too much. Uh, I did experience it a tiny bit like you were saying, John. You basically have to play it if you're going to play video games at all. Regardless of almost, I like, I want to say regardless of what generation you grew up in, but I'm sure out there in the newest generation, there's definitely kids who didn't play it, haven't played it, haven't played anything like it. But still, like, even like you were saying, it's definitely, you know, it, when it came out, it was revolutionary and, and it definitely sculpted out a big chunk of the rock for every other fighter game that came after it. Like, you look at Injustice nowadays and it's, that's what this is, and Justice is trying to balance out all the superheroes that we know in a in a you know affordable arena that allows it to be somewhat um, part of the canon, you know. And they're they're struggling still. Like I know I've seen a lot of videos about like the first Injustice game and how every, like everybody's got a, a certain guy that they'll play, and and it's all. Some people got OP powers and some people don't. I don't really have an opinion because I'm not a big DC guy anyway. But, um, you know, and the only way to fix that, like you were saying again, John, is just by, you know, patches and shit, which I think they tried. I know they have uh, gear sets out for them or something like that, that, you know, kind of up everybody's skill level. So, right. And then there were were subsequent, like, turbo additions and all kinds. There were, like, subsequent additions to this game that sort of improved the dynamic. But, like, even with all that considered, like this game is still just a lot of fun, and if you haven't done it, like go check it out. It's you know, it's not. It. I mean, yeah, like if you went to a tournament or something, you get your ass handed to you. But like as far as you know, a fun little, um, well, not no, not little, but a fun, um, you know, genre-defining fighting game. Like this is definitely what you want to be playing. Uh, to see what games were like back in the day, if, if you, let's say you were a bit of a you know younger generation, or you just never really were drawn to fighting games, if you want to give one a try, like this is probably where I would you know direct you to start. So, I think this was the first time I've yeah, seen totally. a, a game where they mentioned the blood type. Yeah, <laughs> and why? Yeah, I don't remember why. I don't think there's anything with the game. I think it's just one of those things like they're trying to just flesh out the bios. So, and it makes it. St- well, I think it's a, it's a Japanese culture thing because they do it in a lot of animes. I can't remember the exact reason, but it's kind of just... Oh, it's... Um, all right, I'm going to butcher this, guys, because it's cultural and I'm not. But it's something to do with the fact that in Japanese culture, they there's some kind of understanding that blood types have a certain personality quality to oh, them. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're A negative, you're, like, fiery and, like abrasive if you're O or if you're AB you're like creative and stuff like that so they they add that to kind of give a background general idea of what you're supposed to kind of add to this character I suppose so if it says like you know Ken is A negative or whatever it means like okay so he's super fiery and 
always trying to get into a fight or whatever. Yeah, I just I just uh, typed this up, and Brandon is right. I don't know why. Whoa, mm-hmm. somebody's sounding an alarm. <laughs> it says, why isn't there balloons falling from my ceiling right now? <laughs> the clown, a clown, a, the clown count skeleton comes crashing down with it. Oh, we weren't supposed to leave the, <laughs> yeah. oh, we were God. supposed to leave him up there. <laughs> we were supposed to feed him. One of the reasons Japan developed uh-huh. the blood type theory was in reaction against ethnic stereotypes coming from Europe. The popular belief originated with publications by Masahiko Nomi in the 1970s, and they generally dismiss beliefs such as superstition or pseudoscience because of the lack of demonstrable evidence or reference to testable criteria. And then they have, uh, although research into the casual link between blood type and personality is limited, research conclusively demonstrates no statistically significant association. And uh, here's what it says. Type A, best traits, earnest, sensible, reserved, patient, responsible. The worst traits, fastidious, over-earnest, stubborn, tense. Type B. Hold on, Mike. Mike, before you get any further, do you guys know your blood type? I think types? I'm A. I might be negative. What about you, John? Positive. I'm O negative, I believe. Oh, really? Well, I'm, I'm A negative. Mm. I know that much. So, John, uh, Ben, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sakes, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Mike. Now that we all know our blood types, now can we just yeah. know our blood yeah. types? Earnest, sensible, reserved, patient, responsible. Well, I guess that would uh, that would work. Fastidious, over earnest, stubborn, tense, and then type B is passionate, active, doer, creative, strong. Worst traits: irresponsible, unforgiving, going own way. So basically, then, it's the same bullshit as horoscopes. Just they've attributed yeah. it to go, <laughs> oh yeah, attributed it to blood type. That's that's why I asked. A B. Yeah, that's why. Cool, I asked. controlled, rational, sociable, adaptable, critical, indecisive, forgetful, irresponsible, split personality. Now let's see about John. Type O: confident, self-determined, optimistic, strong-willed, intuitive. Worst traits: self-centered, cold, doubtful, unpredictable, workaholic. Yeah, we know that's not the case. So that's bull. That's bull. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, Mike. Is there no um, negative positive attributes or whatever? Or is it just, no, they just uh, tested the... like A negative? It's just A's and B's and like, stuff. So anyway. Oh, well, that's kind of lame. So you and I have the same attributes. Um, Does anybody know what Ben's blood type is? Off chance. Would... <laughs> all right. Um, Red? That's just a secret question <laughs> to see which one of you guys is crazy. All right. He has yes, he has blood. All right, um, and then there is an interesting <laughs> little side note. There. Is oh, it some... says Facebook in Asian countries allow users to include their blood types in their profile. That's crazy. That's fucked up and amazing. Oh my god. Also, oh, he, it gets that, more fucked now that up. We're past it. There's something uh, called Burohara, which is a portmanteau of blood and harassment has been blamed for the bullying of children in playgrounds, loss of job opportunities, and the ending of happy relationships. So this isn't some casual, like, this is horoscopes if people took this shit seriously. Yeah. Yeah, but Japan takes everything seriously. Uh, There is one thing to note. On the bottom of page 93, they have um, the smash it mode. So, like, between some of the state, I think it's the fourth and eighth stages of of the world battle... You um, destroy either a um, like a pile, a pile of bricks, bricks or, or a yeah, there's like a Lexus or Acura or something you kick the crap out of. So <laughs> it looks like a Toyota, judging by the emblem. 
So anyway, you beat yeah. the crap out of a car on the docks or a pile of bricks. Um, I don't think that you get anything for doing it. It's just a challenge to do it in a certain, like, as fast as possible. You get to fracture. You get to fracture yeah, your fists. <laughs> well, it's a bonus round. I think the whatever score you get during this counts to your overall uh, score or okay. something like that. Well. But uh, I just want to point out that uh, on page 93 as well, if you look at the versus mm. mode little poster thing, all of their faces, like especially when you look yeah, at their the mouths, mouths are, the mouths, mouths are wrong. Yeah. Like Chung Lee is the only one with the semi-normal mouth. <laughs> with, with, with her hand making a fist towards her open lips. It's because they like, <laughs> yeah. whoever, whoever was drawing it like whoa, made whoa, the, whoa. the junction of like the corner of your of your mouth like wrong. It's just, I don't know. They, they, yeah, Ken's doing Ken's, All of them, Ken's they all have the like thing. insane jobs. Ken and Chun Lee are got the, uh, got the blowjob motion yeah. going on. Yeah. And the, the old man, I don't know how to say the Dalsim. fuck his name. Dalsim? Dalsim. He's got, he's got like the extendo arm going at it too because you can't even see his hand, but it's definitely behind the, yeah. the yeah. picture they're going. he's got like no teeth. Back and forth. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. and Ken, oh Ken just looked like he smelled like the worst fart. Uh, or no, not Ken. Guile looked like he smelled the worst fart in the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, he has to, he has Guile to... kills me because in Guile's uh, profile picture like way back yeah. at the beginning... Mm-hmm. His forehead is fucking. His, his eyebrows are just so heavy. Like he looks like a stoner. Yeah. Almost. His nose is so wide and long. He's like super Jew. Nah. I think it, it's a little weird that like they chose Guile as like the cover guy for the article and the and the cover of the magazine. Like, I don't remember Guile being a particularly like popular. Maybe it's because we're on the the heels of you know the Gulf War. And uh, you know he's pretty patriotic, and you know maybe the, maybe it's something they can try to get you know people into the game. But like uh, I don't remember hmm. Guile being a particularly popular character to play the game with. So yeah, I thought like Ken or I honestly were suspect to be the stars. that yeah, I honestly suspect that they kind of just used him as a jumping off platform, reaching out to the American kids, and the game took off technically like harder than they expected. So. They just, you know, like everybody's, every, all the characters got appreciated yeah. more than just having the one mascot. And then they were like, well, fuck it. And then let's make a movie, and it's about Guile. <laughs> but what I'll say. Is it? Well, like, all, the, all the other I've characters. I've never watched the movie. Before. All the other characters are in it, but it's really it. about Guile. Although I love seeing the fight between E. Honda and uh, Zangief. Because Ben Bison has this, uh, this big open area. <sighs> model city of uh, something he's going to destroy and then E Honda and Zangief start attacking each other so it's like a big Godzilla battle and they start wrecking it city. oh that's amazing yeah. so it, that's it's one so of the good. highlights maybe I will it's watch one of the it. highlights in this shitty movie one thing I'll say maybe I should just watch that, that scene this game on particularly brought that was good to the world was there's a lot of really awesome Chun-Li cosplay out there <laughs> it seems like the girls that do cosplay yeah. really gravitate towards Chun-Li so um, thank you, Street Fighter, for such a like oddly st- scantily clad um, woman as part of the, li- yeah. <laughs> the lineup. So it's amazing. So that's that's great. Also, I just uh, I was uh, side note, I guess, listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about uh, Deadpool. It was an older uh, pod- podcast, but they're talking about Deadpool when it first came out, and the first images were released with him on the bearskin yeah. rug, and how they. It, this is like one of the first examples, especially at the time of them actually doing a superhero costume right like everybody else before that kind of had like their own take on the costume 
You know what I mean? They didn't just like pull it from the comic books. They always had to like add some kind of flair to it, like Logan's costumes over the years. And, you know, Spider-Man's costumes have never been exactly right. Shit like that. But anyway, so, and I realized, like, they really have no room to make Deadpool's costume wrong. Or if they ever make another Street Fighter movie after, you know, 2010, say, if they happen to make another one anytime, like, now or whatever, they can't fuck up Chung Lee's costume. They have no excuse if they do. Because there's a million and ten broke-ass cosplayers in the world who will make a better Chung Lee costume than a movie studio. Like, if they fucked up the Deadpool costume, could you imagine that? I would. Can you imagine how many fat Deadpool nerds would be out there, like, <laughs> raging? I cannot wait to like, see. Like, I make better Deadpool costumes in my basement. I cannot wait my to see Deadpool in, uh, in the next Capcom versus Street Fighter. Unless he's already in yeah, it. Yeah, that'll be a good thing. Well, oh, it sure. turns out Japan's not the yeah. only one obsessed with blood type. There's a Korean movie called My Boyfriend is Type B. And it's a 2005 South Korean romantic comedy. Oh, I remember girl reading is, something about that. It, yeah, it's weird. The girl, wow, yeah, the girl is Type A, something. while her love interest is Type B. Why? 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 Uh, a Japanese guy says... Uh, Reconstruction Minister Ryo Matsumoto's abrasive comments towards the governors forced him to step down from his post. He partially blamed his behavior on his blood type, saying, My blood type is B, which means I can be irritable and impetuous, and my intentions don't always come across. It's all bullshit. It's just all bullshit. All right. <laughs> that is blowing my mind. So, anyway. Um, I know. Game. You thought the ass, you yeah, thought the yeah, ass right. grabbing trains and the dirty panty vending machines was bad. Yeah, they, it turns out that's only the edge of the wackadoo iceberg. So, oh, on man. to NCAA <laughs> basketball. Um, I kind of mentioned what was great about this game earlier. Um, it renders. So we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yay! It renders the entire court in 3D. Uh, it rotates around. It uses the Mode 7 graphics a lot. Um, Which I think is super sick, yeah. John. I'm on it actually page. is pretty cool, like, as far as an evolution of, like, displaying basketball games. So... Um, but um, what I hated about it <laughs> was they didn't include the Pac-12 or Pac-10 conference at the time. Uh, you're also missing, I forget there was one other big one, uh, the Big Ten, I believe. So you've got like two giant conferences that aren't in the game. So you, could, you can only play with so many. You've got um, like Duke and uh is kentucky in here i'm trying to look i don't know but basically it's yeah kentucky's there um the few they the got other. the big eight not the big 10 yeah big eight has kansas it's got arkansas which are big at the time um but you know you're missing arizona ucla um oregon you know like all the big west coast teams because there's no pack pack 10 and then you're missing or pack 10 yeah because pack 12 now but anyway like i'm an Arizona guy, like I, my team isn't in the game, so it was you know pretty frustrating. Uh, but I do remember playing this with some of my friends uh, growing up and actually really enjoying this game. It's, it was a lot of fun. So um, if you like sports games, uh, it's actually worth checking this one out because um, it was an evolutionary step in like you know sort of uh, how games are done. There's also a lot of they actually have the whole you know offensive defensive playbook. Uh, you can sort of uh, diagram. Uh, how you want uh, your your defense and offense to run. So, um, 
pretty fun game here. So, but that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yep. So the players poll is next. Oh, hold on. Or not? Wait, the what? Oh, the players poll. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, two things. Like one, on a technical aspect, this does look cool as fuck, and I kind of want to play it, Mike. <laughs> so I don't know. If, well, maybe if, maybe I'll do maybe. I'll be able maybe to I'll trick play you it with you instead because I know we're not gonna get Mike to play a sports game. <laughs> oh, hey, we can do like a celebrity <laughs> episode. Or something. All right. Um, but the one thing that is terrifying me is the fact that every screenshot here, and I assume is the case in the game, and this is just me being like a spoiled millennial brat, but like every single shot of the court, you're like playing, and it looks cool, but you're just playing against a void. Like this court exists yeah, in like negative they space. Render, they didn't render the cl- the the fans or the rest Audience. of the or anything. <laughs> But like, like in the okay, which uh, what what page ninety six? There's a um, the left screenshots on the winning strategy mm. things here. Um, two of the players are like outside the court throwing the ball in. So like, are they just standing in well, void? It's, that it's is like blowing my mind. Right from what I remember, it, it's not as off putting. Blue floor, blue ceiling, blue well, walls. Okay, so here's what they they said, like. They I'm said we, can, we have the way to generate the court and all the players at the same time, but like because of what the system can do and like the programming ability of the programmers, I would assume that's all we can really generate at this time. Like, would you rather have the game itself look awesome or have like the stuff surrounding the game look awesome? Like, yeah, no, I get that. And that's what I mean. I, I feel like I'm just a spoiled. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're used to like in NBA, the last part, you know, two K fifteen and all that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, now like, you're playing it on the holodeck. Right. I mean, yeah, because honestly, earlier when we were talking about um, the when we were reading the the letters and we were talking about NES versus Genesis, um, that's the thing is like back then you you just couldn't have those kinds of things. So those games were almost better to play because I was going to argue to the point that um, you were saying back then um, it was a lot easier because it was just simpler graphics and, and it was a lot simpler movements nowadays it, it's it's more flustered with everything else and i was gonna say it's almost as if the the people who they were pandering to um in a way um like maybe it's a fault of the the games uh companies themselves maybe it's a fault of the fans of the games but like it seems like every madden fanboy or or shell fanboy is is just like the next season when it comes out they're not excited about like the new roster or they are and they're not really excited about the game features, or they are a little bit, but they're mostly excited about like how much sweat you can see on this guy's face, or like can you see the outline of this guy's cock piece through his pants, <laughs> and like, and it's just like so intense. And I'm like, fuck off, man! I don't give a shit. Like you can see this kid picking his nose in the crowd ten times in the why game. Why is there a bulge in his shorts? If you want to, s- yeah, exactly. If you want to see, there's actually a bunch of funny but like like videos people put up on YouTube of like. Um, in NBA uh, 2K games, like in recent years, like you know when people are shooting free throws and they like make their or miss their free throw, like the rest of their teammates kind of run up and give them high fives. Like, but there's all these videos of like yeah. um, the wrong team trying to give them a high five, and like or, or like <laughs> like the game go, glitch. Well, and no, like they actually animate a bunch of, like weird stuff like that. Like, or a guy goes to give a high five to his teammate, and his, his teammate like isn't looking at him, so like he like looks the other like he just doesn't notice that the team the, the guy's asking for um for a teammate for high for, for a high five and just kind of leaves him hanging and stuff like that they really added a lot of stuff subsequently but this is a gen that's this pretty is a generational step yes obviously there are some 
basketball games. I don't think basketball translated particularly well to um, like the hockey. Hockey especially did did well with top down like two D. Basketball never really did that well. So um, this really was like an evolution uh, in in what video games could do. And and uh, you know sort of the programming that went into this game also. I think a lot of that sort of came about in a lot of the Madden games and things like that that are coming to football really hit its stride coming into these generations as well. So. All yeah. right, on to the players' poll, as um, Mike had said. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, if uh, if you do want to do the game, celebrity guest style, I would be happy to take this uh, challenge on with you. We just have to get over my void yeah. issues. But uh, also, on page 94, after the technical huh? issues, um, the art on page 94, the back of this guy's yeah. head, he has abs on his yeah, neck. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I... that is a level of athlete that I can, can't even imagine. <laughs> He is a physical specimen where his neck has abs. That's just amazing. But yeah, that's that's the Nintendo art rip apart that we have to do for every game that we get. <laughs> yeah, Mandatory. Yeah. But anyway, the players... Yeah, play. I was just reading the uh, Wikipedia for Street Fighter and it says like uh, Balrog was a pastiche of real-life boxer Mike Tyson and was originally named M. Bison, short for Mike Bison. While uh, it says while Vega and M. Bison were originally in Balrog and Vega, Street Fighter 2 was localized for the overseas market. The names of the bosses were rotated, fearing that the boxer's similarities to Tyson could have led to a likeliness infringement lawsuit. <laughs> the name change would be carried over to future games in the series, and to avoid confusion in tournament play, many players refer to each character by defining characteristics. So, Claw refers to the character from Spain, Boxer to the African American Boxer, and Dictator. To refer to the final boss of the game. And now can we finally huh. talk about the fucking players poll, please? Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, sorry, yeah, Brandon kind of got a little zoned out there. so It's uh, all his fault, yes. Third well, hey, we, need, we need all the sports coverage third, we can get. Since, uh, third prize for the playing power. Yeah. It's called the taste. Uh, We're doing a show called the taste test, not the penalty box. Players poll, third, third <laughs> place is... Always a uh, Nintendo Power jerseys or shirts, depending on where you live. Um, second prize is uh, Super Mario World jackets. There's five winners that get this awesome. Uh, looks like a like a like a like a felt or a felt jacket, maybe I don't know. Or uh, I'm not quite sure what material that is, but it looks super sweet. Uh, and it's got a um, embroidered uh, turn up the power with uh, uh, a cape wearing uh, Mario. From Super Mario World, riding uh, Yoshi uh, across the back. Yeah, which so. is that's the cover art off the. Uh, and uh, which is, that's baller. And speaking and of balling, yeah, the first prize. <laughs> that's real sick. Oh man, is a uh, Super Mario pinball machine. Oh man, we got to find out who won this thing and see if they still got the machine. I did check. It's on. There are versions on eBay. They're like four grand, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's by God. That's a pretty good. We need to find out who won this to see if they kept it. Yeah. Um. I'm. Sh- I feel like that sweet, sweet um, uh, network connected game that we checked out in one of the other issues was probably cheaper. <laughs> um. So it is worth like go look up the machine because like the board like sort of like all the Mario stuff like that's on the pinball like uh, game part of the of the machine is really cool looking. So um, 
I'm trying to scope and if it anybody's the, you know looking for something fun. to give me for Christmas, you know, a four grand pinball machine, that's pretty cool. So that would be on the list <laughs> of things to Actually, get. Actually, seriously, don't. That would kind of suck. I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. But <laughs> all right, fuck it. I'd live in it, man. I get a tarp. Me and it can cuddle. That thing's every worth night. more than my than my car at this point. I mean, that's uh, kind of yeah. sad. <laughs> so. All right, so, speaking of kind of sad, we have Nestor's Adventures. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we get to see a bunch of dragons going on strike. Because the game is Dragon Strike. Get it? dragons. <laughs> uh, yeah, A1 pre-owned dragons. It's a used dragons lot. So Nestor's, so Nestor, uh, yeah. Walks up to this guy who looks like a carnival barker from the 20s. He's a used car he goes, salesman. He's a used dragon salesman. Does he yeah. breathe fire or is he burned out? He's a dragon, isn't he? Why don't you have a look at these new arrow-proof scales? And the dragon... <laughs> oh, my God. He whacks the dragon in the leg, like kicking the tires, and the dragon's like, ouch. And his, his wings are torn up. He's got a Band-Aid on his leg. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> and then Nestor uh, has got, like, a bag of sneezing powder just to see if he can, like induce some fire and the dragon's just like <laughs> and he's like I've seen more flames from a birthday candle oh that's just a smoke screen <laughs> then Nestor's flying over a big patch of farmland and he goes dive bomb that dragon below us let's see some fireworks my tonsils are sore <laughs> if we fly too low we might crash into hills or trees the view's much nicer up here what are you puff the magic chicken <laughs> And then he uh, then he goes into a t- he goes into a total dive. He goes stop down, boy. I'll give him down. And then he sets fire to the old to the dragon to the dragon sign. That kid burns me up. <laughs> the dragon you sold me kind of toast a marshmallow, so I fired him. You did what? <laughs> so yeah, it's a just a bunch of play on Dragon Strike and riding dragons. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a weirder. Is there any secrets no. in this or what? No. There's gotta be. Nope. So next up uh, to something that is surprisingly devoid of content, we now have now playing with Rob and George, and uh, we see games. I don't see anything we're talking about. They have a game called Night Quest where uh, it looks like a guy from Gauntlet is fighting a guy with a pizza on his head. And his name is Mush Boy, uh, because I'm assuming he's a mushroom. If he is, well, it looks like he's got a pizza on his head instead of a mushroom. And then we see other games like Rival Turf, Magic Sword, Spanky's Quest, Thunder Spirits, which I never heard of, but the game looks cool and worth a try. You're not gonna talk about Spanky's Quest. There's no picture for it. Oh, wait, there are. Yes. Oh, yeah, we get Spanky the Monkey. Spanky the Monkey. <laughs> uh, right. Enter uh, the fantasy world of Mopo Land. Mopo? Mopo. Mopo Land. Mo- Mopo? I'd rather see Mopo. Help the adventurous monkey Spanky clear six large puzzling towers by bouncing a magic ball on his head <laughs> and changing into... An attack ball, spanky against enemies, and collect tower keys for blah, blah, blah. It's less interesting. So <laughs> they also have the Super Battle Tank War in the Gulf game that you're talking about there in the bottom left of that page. That game was so oh. fucking promising. I'm sorry. No, no, I was getting excited about your game. Okay, that game was so fucking promising uh, to look at, but then 
if you see, like, basically the entire game is, like, two-thirds of the screen dominated by, like, the uh, inside of the tank. <laughs> it's just, like, it's really stupid. They, they like, they, they have this awesome-looking, like, cutscenes and intro and everything, and then, like, when you're playing it, you can only see out, like, three tiny windows. Like, they went... Like, I've had this... Co- like, I remember when we were talking about, like, one of the sub-games, Silent Service or something like that. Like, they just had too much realism with these war games. Like, you know, make a fun tank battle game. Don't don't worry so much about having the correct, you know, firing pull mechanism to, sh- you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. So, unfortunately, it's I funny. was really excited. Sorry, go ahead. It wasn't really excited to play this game when I was young, and it definitely didn't deliver, was what I remember about it. So... It's funny that they put that much detail into the games back then when you really had no way as, like, an 11-year-old in the 80s to find out what the inside of one of these actually look like. Whereas right. nowadays, an 11-year-old with Google can find out what the in- inside of any cockpit looks like. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, well, they did it then, and they're not really keeping up with it. So, and then uh, they also have a little coverage on the NCAA basketball they're saying this is the most realistic basketball game I've ever seen. You drop straight into the action with that on-court view. So yeah, this, I, what I, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like this really was a shift in the way basketball games were done. So um, yeah, and they're talking about you know Street Fighter Two. It's a must-own. You have the. It's like you're having the arcade game at home. Um, so on to the top twenty. Yep. Okay. So the top twenty for the Nintendo, we have Super Mario Brothers three through thirty-three months, mm-hmm. and Battletoads. Second place, Mega Man 4, third place, and uh, Legend of Zelda finally hitting, like, hitting five, so, you know, still holding strong. Mm. And then for the Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda, and WWF Super WrestleMania. <laughs> but this is before, mm. before they became WWE when they had that uh, lawsuit against uh, World Wildlife Fund, so. Um, yeah, well, they... I think like they should have done a crossover episode where Hulk Hogan fights a panda in the ring. Yeah, just murders <laughs> him, like rips his spine out, <laughs> what the like fuck? S- snaps him in half, and like picks his teeth with the bones. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then Game Boy we have <laughs> Super, Mario, Super, Super Mario, Mario Land, <laughs> Metroid Two: Return of Samus, and Battletoans. Yeah. So, and then uh, we get to see the players' picks, I, and here we see a bunch of kids and. Uh, well, Kyle Preston, he's got the same uh, haircut as that guy we saw before that where his head looks like a crushed bullet. <laughs> That's just... Because his ears are hilarious, too. And I don't know what's going on with Paul Appleberry's hair. He's just got, like, a crazy like, <laughs> It's the same color as going. the background. It's yeah. a yeah. void haircut. You, yeah. He's like a Simpsons character. You don't know where the hair ends and the face begins. And... <laughs> I don't know oh if it's gosh. Tracy Holloway's eye makeup or something, but she looks like a demon. <laughs> it's uh, the fiery yeah. background. I think it's supposed to be like rose petals, but they zoomed in too much and you can't tell what the fuck and, it and, is. And her demonic stare. And her first game is Adam's family, so... She's yeah. a creepy bitch. And Mitchell Lee looks Home straight, out of the, straight out of like <laughs> Mayberry. Oh my god. Yeah. It looks like his face is melting. Yeah, it side. does. It does. What's that uh, melting clock picture? Uh, oh, by, uh, Tom by Salvador Dali. Yeah, that's what his face is. <laughs> it's Salvador Mitchell. 
And Brandon Osborne looks like he just want to smoke a J with you. So <laughs> he's down just to like, he's 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 down with the other Brandons. He's, he's the kind to of guy that would be like, Hey man, hey man, you holding? That's okay because I am. <laughs> so, it's all good. On, I got so. On to the celebrity profile. We have Tori Spelling, or more likely Tori <laughs> Spelling's Tori Spelling's publicist would be my guess. Yeah. But uh, a bunch of questions here about uh, shows that we're uh, that she's involved with. Of course, Tori Spelling is the daughter of uh, uh, mega TV producer Aaron Spelling, who produced uh, you know Beverly Hills Boy, She's really cute in that top picture, but in the bottom picture, she really brings out the derp. Yeah. So there's not a ton here. I read through it before. Um, she says that they play uh, Mario Brothers 3 on the set every day uh, and that um, she, uh, Shan Doherty and Jenny Garth uh, also play, but they're not as good as... Um, well, no, Shannon and Jenny are, and her are the best players and Luke and Jason um, are not. So I don't know if I believe that. But, but before they drop Shannon like a hot potato and I'll call her a bitch. Yep. <laughs> so, um... Oh, shit. Hey, the pack uh, watch. Yeah. Before we get too far ahead on this one, a little uh, Brandon fun fact for you guys. My mm. mother actually offered my father like five or six different names when I was born. And uh, one of them happened to be Austin. And my old man listened to nothing except when she got to Austin and he was like, fuck no, no. What was the name before Austin? And she said, Brandon. And he was like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> so I got whatever. Brandon. <laughs> that's, my, by default. that's my Just father's, <laughs> yeah, that's my father's MO constantly. But then like. It's better than Austin. <laughs> yeah. Cause then, and then years later though, he asked her why Brandon was even in the list. And she goes, well, it was a character off 90210 that I liked. Oh my God! Well, yep, there you go. So that's so how I got that name. The circle. A name that I've. Thanks for making. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> you were named after a character on a show I never bothered watching. Yep, I believe it. All right, so yeah, we have win <coughs> the winds of of what's to come here. They have um, screen grabs of Mario Kart, and then for some reason a random robot fighting game. <laughs> yeah, that's the I, game I was telling you about before on the uh, for the Super Scope. Oh. Kind of thought I was having a stroke for a moment there, but I'm glad everybody else sees the same thing I'm seeing. Yeah, it's called Super NES Battle Clash. Mm. Fuck off. So Damn. it's just like a... They have like a yep. one... Oh, okay. No, I see. It's... Yeah, because you use the super scope to shoot them. Yeah. You have to shoot the incoming missiles. and It's a fun game. I played it with the mouse on an emulator, <laughs> and it was really fun. And then we get to see Super Mario Kart, which this is where it all begins. Uh, Obviously, we'll have uh, a lot more coverage in the future, but yeah. Any of you guys talk about the? Any of you guys play the uh, recent Mario Kart games or? Uh, yeah, uh, I played uh, the stuff on the Wii because we have one up here at the staff house. It's a great multiplayer game when you want to thrash somebody, and uh, Birio <laughs> Birio Kart is a good time too. I'm actually just having like some good time flashbacks looking at these old maps. <laughs> oh my god, is that like a is that like a uh, a Latino ripoff called oh my Mario god. Kart? Do you guys, John? Do you know what Birio Kart is? Can I explain this? Uh, yeah, okay, sure. so Birio Kart is an internet phenomenon that I've heard of for the past few years, but to my knowledge, me and my friends invented it. As as goes all good games, right? And uh, so basically, the idea is you have to follow the rules of the road, and you can't drink and drive but you still want to have 
the best oh, possible. Oh, I have, I have heard of this. Okay. All right, I guess. Yeah, you still want to have the best possible position when the race is over, and uh, and those are your stipulations basically. So you basically got two strategies. You can either drive the entire race as fast as you can, and then get to the finish line, and then pull over and drink your beer, like shotgun your beer, and then cross the finish line and hope nobody passes you. Or you can time yourself out like pit stops and pull over every time you think you got a good enough lead, drink until somebody catches you, and then drive again. And it's amazing. <laughs> so, like all good things in life, it's turning drinking and driving into a fun video game. <laughs> yes, everything that moms would hate. Moms against drunk video game driving. Yeah, I no, know, but I, I, I mean, I, I, all kidding aside, don't drink and drive. Like, if don't, you are, don't you're do that. a fucking yeah. asshole. Like, you are seriously, a dumb don't, dick don't. idiot. Right, but all things considered, if you're if you're hanging around with some friends and want to have some fun with a video game, it, do look up the the rules for that. It is pretty fun. It's yeah. a good way to get ham- it's a good way to get hammered with your friends too. So oh yeah, you get smashed fast. That's so, the thing. I really uh, thought like Barrio, I thought Barrio Kart was when you just like listen to Latino hip hop while playing it. <laughs> so Not quite. Uh, we we also have coverage here for Dinosaurs the game. I don't is it. It's not based on the TV show, is it? No, it's not based off on the Jim Henson show, which I would have loved to see. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And then then Super Star Wars. Fuck, love this game. Yep, it's coming. This game is so fucking good. It's coming. It's coming. This this one was better than the other one? Yeah, it is. So this is actually a good game. Um, Yes, in as much as it is good and the other ones weren't. Right. It's not that it's that great of a game. It's just the other ones were really bad, so... Um, Super Devil Dragon is coming down the pipe as well. We've got some nice screen grabs there. Yep. Uh, Minor 2049er. I don't even know what this fucking is, but it looks so fucking creepy. Uh, I think it's a playoff like the old... Uh, minor 49er? Uh, like the, yeah, from like Clementine, she was a minor 49er. Well, no, I get that, but just the way the art is done just looks so weird. But you're apparently... Um, you're being sent into a mind to You explore. look like Mario's dad. You're sent into a mine to explore a uranium mine, and you can bet that you're, uh, I don't know, it's a uranium mine exploring game, so however fun that can be. Oh my um, god, you're not even wearing a hazmat suit? It's a, it was fucking ridiculous. It's clearly a Russian uranium mine. <laughs> well, the company pays for your charcoal pills. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then we get to see Super Mario Land 2, right. which is a great sequel to Woo-hoo. Super Mario Land in that your Mario looks like Mario. Yes, he does. Yeah. And he shoots fireballs and Goombas and, co- and turtle shells rather than that friggin' rubber ball, tiny bullshit, whatever. Yeah, I, guess I remember this is when I they developed uh, new good. chips for the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some sort of RPG here that says Legend of the Ghost Lion, which I don't know if that's related at all to the Ghost in the Darkness movie. Uh, from later in the 90s with... Uh, well, was it? Uh, wasn't the Ghost Lion the original story that the Lion King was based off of? And then Maybe. Disney ripped him off? I don't know. But no, I, know that I don't think an, so. There's another yeah, movie Disney called... Disney did the, rip off the Lion King. Yeah, they did. Lion. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, they ripped there's, the Lion King off of something else. But I don't think it was this. The Ghost in the oh. Darkness with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas, Douglas about like hunting a, a lion in Africa as well is really good movie from the 90s so and from the uh, screenshot it looks like dragon warrior yeah i don't yeah i'm not really quite sure i've never played dragon warrior but this game also looks like a game that i played that i have to look up the name for like it's some kind of sequel to this or something 
And then Ace Harding, Lost in Vegas. Oh, the guy like Ace Hard in Vegas. It sounds like the precursor to like Leisure Suit Larry. What are you reading? It's uh, the last paragraph oh, on the Ghost Line. Oh, true. Yeah, then there's uh, something that follows on Yeah, the Ghost Line is a 1989 role-playing game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So apparently it was released in Japan for first and three years later it came out in... Uh, in America, <laughs> so and it was very poorly received, unfortunately. <laughs> Interesting. So, so yeah. Brendan, play Dragon Warrior instead. Hmm. Yeah, basically. So there's a Dragon Ball Z coming game coming. Oh my God, it looks awesome. It's from Bandai. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I don't. I'm actually not one of the generation. I I never did much Dragon Ball Z, and I know that's blasphemy to say. I just never really caught. Who my the fancy. fuck is he fighting in that? Right screenshot. It looks like a uh, an orange Cyberman. So. Oh. But if, if you're into Dragon Ball Z, this game looks like it's your thing. So. How did we miss a Dragon Ball Z game for the what is this Nintendo or Super Nintendo? It looks like NES to me. It doesn't say. I don't know the the resolution on that Piccolo screenshot looks pretty darn. Super Nintendo-y. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's in early development. And then we've got a whole bunch of gossip. I don't even want to read it all. It, there's some sub-game and some others. There, there's a hot... Felix the Cat, I played that. Uh, another Dragon Warrior 4 coming out on the NES. Yep. Gargoyle's so, Quest, played that. What do we have Felix coming next month? We have... Ninja Turtles 4 for the Super Nintendo. Gargoyle's Quest. And Kirby's Dreamland. So, all in all... Good game for the Super Nintendo. Good game for the Nintendo. Good game for the Game Boy. Yeah, and so Wings looks Two like Aces it's High. Be a, uh, a Wings power two, up. Wings Two Aces High, and yes, that Tears in Time game is is very good. But we will elaborate next next week for us. Uh, I got a stupid oh, really? question. We can't, we can't we can't we can't put a half hour into talking about it now. <laughs> what's going on? What's Brad? going What's going on with that middle screenshot for the turtles? Is that like like uh, I can see it's Shredder? Sh- it's Shredder looking like. Well, what's it's it like Shredder's, pi- Shredder's piloting a machine, and you're throwing foot soldiers at him. Yeah, it's which is great use of first person boss. It's one of the weird. It's one of the weird boss battles, but it it. That I'm game just is so confused so with the background. Like, what the fuck? It's you're inside you're the looking from behind. You're looking from behind. Yeah, you're in the Technodrome, and you're behind Shredder, and you're throwing stuff at him. It's one of the weirder boss battles. Uh huh. Um, but. It's really cool. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. Yeah, if you if you haven't played Turtles in Time, yeah, you need you need to give it a, a run because it's not it doesn't take too long. It's it's an arcade that was you know, ported, so it's designed to eat quarters. But you know, obviously, you can just hit select or start and get more quarters on the home version. But yeah, uh, definitely worth your time. So yeah. I'll definitely and, invest uh, into it. Again, right. you might see a little bit more of Gargoyle's Quest. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Not said. Yep. And Kirby's Dreamland. I do believe Kirby's Dreamland is held as one of the best games on the original Game Boy. So yes, you. Uh, Mike's yeah, exactly I played the right. shit out of that. There's some really uh, good games coming our way next month. So or next week uh, in podcast version. So uh, I guess that brings us to a close for the evening for us and uh, the week for the listener. So thank you again for uh, giving us some of your time. We always appreciate it that you've uh, gone on this crazy, strange journey with us but um if you want to reach out to us uh the facebook uh, group is probably always the best way to do so uh and um 
Yeah, who would think listening to someone else read a magazine would be interesting, but about 60 people in the world so far <laughs> have thought, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I got nothing better to do with my time. <laughs> 60 so, new friends for us. Yeah, we're, we're best friends all of a sudden. And uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, the Facebook group is probably the best way. Uh, we're also on Twitter at GetThePower88. Um, we also have our Patreon. If you could uh, do a donation for us on the Patreon, at, uh, slash get the power, or no, slash playing with power. I apologize. Um, that would help us out. Um, and the, as always, the reviews on iTunes uh, help us move up the charts and maybe get some more people listening uh, on this strange you know, bastard journey that we're on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe you can get us on the new and noteworthy just by telling everybody. Hey, check this shit out. Yeah, get some more people to have like Stockholm syndrome on this, you know, crazy trip we're on or something. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you everyone for your time. It's always uh, appreciated whenever you reach out to us. We we really do enjoy that. Actually, that's probably the best part of doing this podcast. Besides, you know, playing through old games and geeking out. It's uh, geeking out with you guys. So <laughs> yeah, hearing hearing from you and uh, taking your suggestions or just. You know, seeing your thoughts on games and uh, hearing your reminisce yeah. really makes us feel like we're doing some good here. So you can uh, yeah, rate and review us on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon if you'd like to see us have time to produce more content or just, uh, you know, just a ways of saying thank you. Like, here's a dollar. And it helps ameliorate the bandwidth costs. All and, right. And uh, if we make enough, we can generate more shows and content for you. So... I think that wraps it up for the evening and yep. the week for everyone. So uh, once again, I'm John. I'm Mike. And I'm Brandon. And you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now.